Praise God, everybody. This is Brother Paxton again in Rockbridge County, Virginia, the land of my ancestors. I wanted to read from Galatians chapter 6, <clears throat> verses 7 through 9, and today I'm going to read this from the uh, NLT. Uh, I, I like it, but I want to also encourage you to look at it in the King James, the New King James, whatever you use, and uh, get the full impact of all the different ways that this can be translated. It's a very powerful verse, Galatians 6, verse 7 through 9. Here's what it says. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now that's a that's a powerful section. I'm going to re-examine uh, that several times probably here today. But I want to talk to you about God has a right time for all the seed that you have sown to be harvested. And I'm going to uh, read some notes here to you from Oral Roberts in just a moment. But let's look at what it says. First of all, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. What does that mean? That simply means that God has laid it out. He, he has said that it's just for you to reap what you sow. And you always reap more than you sow. When you plant a crop, you plant a few seeds and you get a field, okay? And you get many, many more seeds and you get increase. All of that comes from the seeds that you started with. So you reap more than you sow and you reap later than you sow. Have you ever seen a farmer go out and plant a seed, let's just say corn, whatever, plant the seed and he goes back out that night and says, well, where's my crops? No, there is a process involved and there is time involved and God has designed it that way. God will not be mocked. His justice will not be mocked. It will happen. Then it says you will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature, and I want you to think of that also relatively to uh, prosperity. If the only reason that we're trying to get more is to heap it upon our lust and our sinful desires, we're going to reap death and decay, the scripture said, from that harvest. So, you know, these principles will work. These principles work in secular business. But there's also along with them death and decay. But listen, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Praise be to God. So when we sow the right seeds with the right heart, with the right motives, my Lord, we see the hand of blessing from God Almighty in our lives. Then it goes on to say, those who live to please the Spirit will, will harvest everlasting life from the spirit and so i don't really care how much your paycheck is when you receive that in the spirit you will have joy in that paycheck you will have happiness in your life you will have the fruit of the spirit going on because you follow christ and you walk in the spirit and then he says let's not get tired of doing what is good man i love to give i don't know i don't know about you 
And I, I love to give finances to the work of the Lord, but I also like to give smiles to lonely people, to give love to those who no one else cares for. I, I love to give. I'm asking God every single day of my life, created me a giving heart and a giving spirit. Make me a giver, make me a lover of people, Lord. And so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's just not say, well, I gave and I gave and I gave and nobody gave to me in return. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you and, and, and clean your ears out so you can hear. Uh, when you give something to someone else, forget about it. Forget about it. I have given to a lot of people that I never hear from in relationship and ministry or giving or anything else. And you know what? I'm not mad at them. You give it to them and you don't expect anything in return. That's what Jesus taught us. And when we do that, we don't live angry lives. We don't, we don't predicate those type of things for our relationships. We just live and we, we believe God that he is our supply and that we will go on and live to give another day. And that's what I believe God wants to get across uh, in that particular regard. Uh, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now, Oral Roberts said this. I, I love Oral Roberts. He, he come out with a great concept called seed faith. And God has a timetable for every seed we plant. His timetable is not always our timetable. Sometimes the right time means a quick return. Sometimes it means a slow return that may take years or even a lifetime. But we can count on three things. First, God will cause a harvest to come from the seeds that we have sown. Secondly, God is never early and God is never late. He is right on time with our best interest at heart. Thirdly, our harvest will have the same nature as the seeds we planted. Good seeds, good harvests. Bad seeds, bad harvest. What are we to do during the growing period of our seeds? Number one, refuse to become discouraged. Don't be weary in well-doing. Two, determine to keep our faith alive and active. Number three, give and keep on giving. Love and keep on loving. Know this, a harvest is guaranteed. You are to continue on in an attitude of expectancy. Praise God, we believe that we receive. We cannot mock the justice of God. He has said we will reap what we sow. Let us sow good seeds. Let's sow the love of Christ. Let's sow of our finances. Let's sow of our time. Let's sow, sow, sow. Life is one big opportunity to give something to someone else. And that is the spirit of Jesus. I'm not talking about greed and covetousness and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the legitimate blessing of God. So, and you can expect to reap a mighty harvest. And we're going to need it in the days that we're coming into. A harvest of peace, a harvest of love, a harvest of joy, a harvest of healing. Pray for other people to be healed. If you're facing physical difficulties right now, get in the love walk. Pray for other people to be healed and watch God heal you. Hallelujah. Also, 
as we go forward, don't quit and don't give up. Even if you're not getting that harvest right yet, it's on the way. There's a time for it. God will get it to you and it will be perfect in Jesus' name. So that's the first little part to this. And I'll come back a little bit later on probably with part two. But this is Brother Paxton from Rockbridge County, Virginia, the land of my ancestors, saying go with God and he will go with you. Bless you now. Praise God, everybody. This is part two of our uh, little devotions on Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 9. Let's read that again. Once again, I'll read it from the NLT, and I really like the way it comes out here. Uh, but I want to encourage you also to read from whatever you use alongside of this. If you've got an NLT, put them side by side and just study this out. And you'll see a lot of great stuff here. We're not going to be able to cover it all in these devotions. This is why I, I took the time the other day to explain that uh, in the churches where we go to preach, we really don't have the equipment to take most of the services. Sometimes the churches will. We go to a lot of small churches. And so if you go on our YouTube, you'll see that we've got a handful of live messages there. Not very many at all. But we take the messages that God gives us for the body of Christ, for the church, and we also break it down in these little nugget forms and we put it on YouTube, taping like this in this beautiful Rockbridge County of Virginia or up in Michigan or wherever we are at. And so uh, this message will be, will be going out many times this year. So let's read again Galatians 6, 7 through 9. <clears throat> Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. All that is in sin is death. And, and sin brings death. Sin is the reason that people die and lay in these graveyards because sin entered the world when Adam fell. Jesus Christ paid for our redemption and bought us, bought us back out of that death cycle. And that death cycle well, really, the only dying you ever do is when you die to self and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your physical body will still die, but you will live on for all of eternity. And one day, oh hallelujah, the Bible says the last enemy, the last enemy that shall be defeated is death. Praise God. One day, there will be no more cemeteries. There will be no more graveyards. There will be no more death and dying. There'll be no more sickness and disease and all will be heavenly bliss in Jesus Christ. That day is coming, neighbor, and I wanna be ready for it. How about you? It says, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Praise God. At just the right time, God knows that time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And then he goes on in the 10th verse and he says, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. That verse of scripture is one of several reasons why I believe in prosperity. Now, let me clear this up. I don't believe in greed. I don't believe in, in heaping upon my lust. I don't believe in living for self. 
I, I, I don't believe that we should get all we can and hide it and, and uh, you know, be greedy. I don't believe that. But I believe God will bless his people. And I believe in the prospering of God because at every opportunity, he wants me to be able to bless someone. And that's not always financial. Sometimes a blessing might just be a kind word, a smile. Sometimes it might be praying for them. Sometimes it might be just hanging out. Uh, whatever the case might be, and other times it is giving of resources to help meet people's needs. As, as often as we have opportunity, let us help others and let us give to others. Billy Joe Doherty said something uh, at, from a pastoral perspective on this passage that I really love. And he, he said, the passion for God to move among his people seems slow in being rewarded. Sincere leaders often labor and pray and seek fruitfulness for extended seasons before the visitation of God's grace brings the long sought after harvest. This text that we've read here today, neighbor, may apply to many ways, but to the earnest leader and the congregation of the saints, the call is do not lose heart. See, you might not today have everything that you would like to have to be able to give what you would like to be able to give. Don't lose heart, but start where you are. If all you can give is $5, if all you can give is $25, whatever your level is at, start where you are. If you don't have resources, give of yourself. Start somewhere sowing seeds that will change your life. Otherwise, you can stay in poverty all your life. You can stay where you don't have enough to give all your life. Actually, not having enough to give is not a biblical excuse because the Lord God said, tithe, give offerings. So what it should be boiling down to is I don't have enough to get me what I want right now, but I'm giving God his. Don't lose heart. Don't get weary and give up because if you operate by that principle of sowing and reaping, your life can absolutely change. When Angie and I first started out in marriage and in ministry together, we were both in ministry before, but when we first started out together, we didn't have much at all. And when we began to just say, we're gonna tithe and we're gonna give offerings, we saw our financial future completely revolutionized by the power of God to where today we can afford to do much more than when we first started out together. And that's the way it should be in life. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get worse off in life. You should be getting better and better and better and the, the children of God should be shining brighter and brighter and brighter as we go towards the future. Do not lose heart, harvest is certain. Billy Joe goes on to say, spirit-directed words, actions, giving, serving, and loving are all good seeds. So give, but also love. Have proper actions coming out of your life. Serve the body of Christ, serve others, love people. God has promised to multiply those good seeds back to you. There is a due season. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here it comes. And soon and very soon, God's going to turn your entire situation around. I want you to believe with me right now that if you're in a struggling situation, whether it's financial or domestic or a trouble in your body, whatever the case might be, I want you to believe with me right now that God is going to turn this around. 
Now, I want you to begin to start sowing seeds toward that turnaround. Start getting into the love walk. Start serving, ministering, blessing, giving of your resources, and believe God for the answer to your prayer because due season is coming. Wait for it, wait for it, and when it comes, it's going to be perfect. How many of you love things when you can just look at it? We were coming down here uh, for the last couple years and there's this little house. It sits right up the road here, not far. And Angie and I both look at each other and we just look at that house and we just say, that's perfect. Now, we're not gonna buy that house. But if we were looking for a home in this area, that would be the perfect place. I believe God wants to do that in our lives to where we look at that blessing and we just say, that's perfect. God is just such a God. Believe him today. A turnaround is coming for you. A good reversal is coming for you. If you will not get weary, don't lose heart, don't give up, don't quit. Keep sowing, keep believing, and keep loving. God is on the move in Jesus' name. So from Rockbridge County, the land of my ancestors, this is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, go with God and he will go with you. Bless you. Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton coming to you from Rockbridge County, Virginia once again. Earlier today, uh, we did a couple of sections of devotions from Galatians chapter 6 in the NLT. I want us to go back there right now to the NLT chapter 6, the book of Galatians. This time we're going to start at verse 1. And the word that Paul's going to give you in a, a great portion of this little short time together <clears throat> will be me just reading these verses and making some few comments. It applies to us so greatly that you'll have to let these words from the apostle minister to your heart because we find ourselves in this exact place <clears throat> consistently through our lives as Christians. In Galatians 6 and 1, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin. Now, so let's start right out at the beginning by saying this doesn't mean willful sin. This doesn't mean trying to sin and get by. They are overcome by some sin. You who are godly, <clears throat> another version, uh, reads you who are spiritual. So if you're spiritual, if you're godly, you should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. How would that happen? When we encounter a brother or a sister who is overcome by a sin or who is, who is trapped in a bondage by the enemy, and we encounter them, if we judge them harshly, if we judge them with criticism, instead of offering them the truth of the word to get them out of their sin, then be careful because the very same thing that we're so up here about, so high and mighty about, might come upon us and overcome us because all of us are the same. There's a sin nature that's doing everything it possibly can. Satan is manipulating the sin nature in order to get us off of our faith. As long as we stay in faith, believing in Christ and him crucified, we have victory. We have victory every time. We have victory over everything. But the moment our faith vacillates, 
then we get into sin and we get into bondage and we get into error and all types of other things. <clears throat> so when I encounter a person who's not willfully sinning, but overcome by a sin, what do I do? I give them the word, the word of God to set them free. I, I, I teach them to plead the blood. I plead the blood with them to set them free. If I'm judging them harshly and critically, I'm not helping them. And if I'm not helping them, I think that's really the big thing of this passage right here. If I'm not helping them, if I'm not part of the solution, then I become part of the problem. And we don't want to be that as, as Christians. We want to help set people free in Jesus' name. We want to point their faith back to the cross. Hallelujah. I heard Dwayne Vanderklok on the way down here several times in a series that my wife and I were listening to, uh, where he talks about return to the stronghold. Hallelujah. The stronghold for the Christian is the blood of Jesus. And so we need to be about setting people free in his name. Amen. And it says then in verse 2, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I think every one of us at times need that reality check. That's a reality check from the Apostle Paul right here under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let's read it again. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. There's a lot of truth that Paul's saying here, and I pray to God it's sinking into all of our hearts today. I know I need it, and I believe you do too. Amen. For we are responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the Word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live to only satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So I want to encourage you today to be a help to somebody, not a hindrance. Be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Do it with humility and realize that we're all in this ship together. We're all, in the, in, we're all on the same path, heading toward Jesus, heading toward heaven as our everlasting home. We want everybody to make it, and we don't want to be judging and condemning people. Again, let me say, telling people what the Word says <clears throat> is not sin. It's not judging them. Telling people that what they're doing is a sin is not judging them if it is a sin. It, but the spirit in which we do so is what's important. And also, let's help get them out of sin and back into righteous and good and holy living in Jesus' name. Be a help and not a hindrance. This is Evangelist Len Paxton from Rockbridge County, Virginia, saying go with God, and he will go with you. Bless you.